Welcome everybody. My name is Pav Bryan. I'm Performance Director and Co-Founder here at Spokes and you are listening to Bespoke, the cycling and triathlon training podcast. Now we have got an excellent episode lined up for you today. We're going to be talking to one of the UK's hottest testers for all of our American friends and people around the globe that don't understand testers. That is a person that specializes in time trial. Uh, we call him a tester. Um, so we have got someone who is going to give you some amazing tips. Now, she has really taken uh, taken the UK by storm. I uh, had the pleasure of knowing her um, before I left the UK. Um, and it's great to have you back, uh, Emma Lewis. Hello, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, Emma, um, we're obviously going to talk about um, everything and uh, give some give some of our listeners some of your top tips and what your training looks like and your results from last year and everything that's been going on with you. Um, but for the listeners who uh, who aren't uh, familiar with you, um, do you want to introduce yourself? Like, uh, uh, obviously, uh, any of your racing your results and uh, obviously the the team that you ride for, who we uh, we both rate so highly. Of course, yeah. Thank you. Um... My name is Emma, um, as you introduced me. I'm an amateur cyclist um, based in the UK. Um, I call myself amateur. Some other people, you would you would kind of call it semi-professional cycling. Um, the reason being I work full time um, and then I get, I get a lot of sponsorship from my team, which I'm really lucky. Um, my job is to, I'm a manager of an office um, in the police and my team of about 40 members of staff um, support victims of crime through the court system. So it's a, a really full on job, um, but I also decided to take on cycling at a national level um, in the UK in the form of time trialling specifically. Um, I have dabbled in a bit of road racing and the odd cyclocross race. Hilarious, trying to watch a time trialist go around corners in the mud. Um, we're not designed for that, for one thing. So last year was, I would say, was my best year yet when it comes to um, my cycling results and my cycling career. Um, I'm really proud to have achieved a top 10 road race result at the national level. I raced... Um, at the Lincoln Grand Prix. Um, I bridged from the peloton to the breakaway, so kind of used my time trialling skills and, and power um, and caught them in the final mile to the finish. I died at the top of the cobbled climb, which was about two and a half minutes of hell, um, but it was worth it in the end to um, to get eighth, I think, overall, out of about 140 starters. So that was quite fun. Halfway through the year, I I turned my head to time trialling um, season, focusing on mainly the British champs, the 10, 25 and the 50. Um, I wanted to get a fast time in the 25, make an attempt to break the 15 mile competition record. Um, I guess obviously the metric system's slightly different in the UK compared to the Americans. So I apologise if I'm using miles and that kind of confuses the people over the pond because I'm sure they do it in kilometres. Am I right? Uh, no, no. In fact, uh, America is very much miles still. So, oh, fabulous! Uh, I think we're yeah. all, on, all on the same page. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much me. I, I work and I ride a bicycle. Fantastic. And, and uh, while I can't vouch for your how uh, well you are at work, you ride a bike very well. So uh, um, you're going to have some worthy input into this. So let's talk a little bit about your pathway to success. It's great to hear that you had your best season or your, your perceived best season ever last year. Um, let's start with when was your first time trial? Oh, um, I would say it was about four or five years ago now. Um I'm not very good with times, but it was at a local um, racing circuit. It used to be called Falmead's Race Circuit. It's now um, 
known as Bets Hanger Racing Circuit. It's an old miners' site, and they've they've put a like a closed road circuit um, on there. It's quite relatively flat. Um, it's got a couple of loops and, and lumps in it, but nothing too difficult. So they used to hold a local um, time trial on there. So my first race was, I mean, I used to run before I, I even looked at a bike. And um, the only reason I, I started looking at a bike is because I met my partner, Craig. We've been together eight years now, but um, he was the one obsessed with cycling. And I was jogging at the time. I'd lost a, a certain amount of weight. I went to... Um, like a, a Weight Watchers um, when I was at university and I lost about three and a half stone. Um, and as a result of that, I then started jogging to try and keep the weight off whilst I was starting work. And I met Craig and he was really into cycling um, and I never saw him because he was out every weekend riding his bicycle. So if you can't beat them, join them sort of thing. Um, he suggested I did a local time trial because it was only 10 miles to kind of see how I was I was going. And I, I borrowed a bicycle off um, an, another a local fr- a friend of Craig's called Jonathan Parker. Um, maybe a name, you know, from some world record attempts that he's been doing. Um, but he he gave me a really old aluminium frame um, Dolan time trial bike. And I did my first ever time trial around this circuit. It was 10 miles. I did it in 29 minutes and 57 seconds. So broke the 30 minute barrier for my first one. Um, got to the end of the time trial and Craig was like, oh, well done, you did really well. And he looked at me and looked at the bike and he was like, did you do that all in the little ring? And I looked at the bike and I was like, well, I don't know, you tell me. And he goes, you, you do know you have a, a big ring that you could have gone a bit faster and pushed a bit harder. Um, so that was the the start of my time trialing. <laughs> Um, endeavors and I think with kind of the support from Jonathan Parker and Craig and moving on to the sponsorship that Aaron and support that Aaron and Chris have given me at the independent peddler um, I've managed to you know get better times because I've been afforded better equipment better kit to ride in Um, so I've, I've been really lucky that I've kind of as I've grown into my role as a time trialist I've been supported a long way by some really great people um in allowing kind of my motivation and and talent some might say um to kind of make its way through the support of of people and, and kit and bikes and, and stuff like that that otherwise I, w- I wouldn't have been able to to take on absolutely that's it's it's good it's and yeah a, a few familiar names there um and uh so that was then uh several years ago now um how hard has your training been like um and has there been any setbacks along the way um i mean yeah the the training's hard um specific is it's particularly hard just because i try to fit it around a work life and a home life um i'm looking at 40 hour weeks at the office it's a 45 minute commute in the car um it's then a full-on day 7 30 8 o'clock in the morning until at least half past five at night um i'm quite lucky that i'm it's relatively flexible so if i try and fit training in around my working week it's either a, a 6 30 a.m turbo or it's a 6 30 p.m turbo and in the in the daytime um in the summertime I could, i'm lucky that i i try and commute into work um but it, it has been difficult and um, the training is I mean I'm, I do it on 10 hours a week 10 maybe 15 maximum if I can get long rides in at the weekend um so you know it has to be really good quality it's not it's it's quality over quantity for me because I'm I'm trying to fit it in around a lot of other 
parts of my life as well. I I wouldn't necessarily say that cycling defines me as a person. I have a good balance between work life, home life and, and my training, um, which I'm really lucky. And I've got the support of of Craig um, and, I've, you know, I've had a couple of coaches in the past. Um, I've got the support of Chris at the moment and Aaron um, at the Independent Peddler, the team that I ride for. So, yeah, I would say there's definitely been some challenges. Um, last year, I towards the middle of last year, sort of just after the 50 mile time trial championships, um, which I won, which I'm, I'm really, really proud of. Um, and the, the British national champs where I came all fifth. Um, so I was the highest ranking amateur. The only people that beat me were professional cyclists like um, Alice Barnes, Hannah Barnes, um, Hayley Simmons, multiple national champion, and Lizzie Banks, who rides for Savella Bigler. Um, so I was really happy with that. And then kind of towards the end of, of last year, not only did I, I get um, a promotion at work I became the manager of the unit um unfortunately I also uh, was involved in a car crash where someone um crashed into the back of me they wrote off my beautiful car his name was Scotty the Skoda um he was a it was a estate car and they completely wrote it off um so that kind of took its toll on me towards the end of the year because it was quite stressful not having a car trying to get over a little bit of whiplash and I went into the 25 a little bit more tired um what with the promotion at work and I went into the 10 even even kind of a bit overworked really so although I, I you know I'm, I was really happy with the racing um life kind of got in the way a little bit as well so um I'm not taking away from the performances of any of the other ladies who kind of beat me in those in those blue ribbon events because they're obviously the big ones and the ones that are most important um but yeah those w- I, w- I would say that was a little bit of a setback towards the end of the year and that's kind of helped me re-establish what I'm looking at to do this year fantastic and well not the accident of course but that's yeah. uh it's <laughs> it's uh it, it, it's really good it's really good to hear just um how far you've come in in relatively short period of time let's be honest like you you sort of say that's five six years that you you did your first uh your first little ring 10 um, yeah. and, and now you're you're winning national titles so that that's phenomenal so I, i'm fairly certain the listeners are going to want to know you, you said around about 10 uh and if you're lucky 15 hours a week with that would be a long ride at the weekend what and you said quality and I, I totally agree with what you're saying there what sort of sessions are you doing what does a typical week look like for you um right so well off season obviously very different to race season um I love winter because it means I, I I kind of do different stuff. Um, so after the last race of the season, I tend to have a week off. And that's normally like end of September, October time. I have a week completely off the bike and then I get into off-season training, um, which is strength training. So I do two to three gym sessions a week. I'm really lucky that I've got a gym at work, but also um, Aaron supported us at the Team Independent Peddler. We have a kind of a strength and conditioning program where we get support from um from Chris and Aaron and, and a, some gym work. Um, so sort of things like squats, not super heavy, um, just enough to kind of build on the lean muscle squats, deadlifts, uh, clean and press, those sorts of things. So kind of working um, the important cycling muscles. Um, I do the odd run just for a bit of sanity. And also it's sometimes in the UK, it's just so cold and dark. And when I get home from work, I just can't be bothered to do anything else so at least a 20 minute run gets me out gets me moving and sometimes my doms are so bad that I can't physically look at a bike let alone think about sitting on it um 
and then the weekend is just spent with long miles with friends um time trialing can be quite a lonely sport um especially when you're training in the summer on your own you go out and do your specific intervals and sweet spot sessions it's really nice in the in the winter to to go out with the local i call them local old boys because you know they're the guys who have been there done that they can give you some great advice but at the same time they're the types of guys that if you know if you go around a relatively tight corner they'll look behind and see if you're still there and you know chivalry isn't lost with them and it's really nice to be a part of that but then again they'll also try and drop you on a hill um so it's it's great fun over the winter to do that um i have been known to do a little bit of cyclocross um I did a cyclocross this winter. It was great fun. Um, everyone was going, go on, Emma, use your time trial power. Use your time trial power. And I'm thinking, it's all well and good, but there's only one bit of straight. And then it, the rest of it's up and down, off camber, in the mud, out of the mud. So I was doing lots of um, jumping on and off the bike. And it was, it's just nice to do a little bit of fun over the winter. And it takes your mind and pressures off of racing and training to be, you know, the fastest time trialist that you can be. Um Race season tends to look quite different, really. Um, so now I'll be petering off in the in the the amount of gym work that I do as I get closer to the race season. Um, it'll reduce to once a week, just really light weights, but lots of reps just to keep, you know, keep the the tone there. And and also just I, I love going to the gym, so it's it's really nice to be able to go once a week. Um, I I do a lot more turbos in the win in the summer as the race season comes because. When you get on a turbo, you just get so much more bang for your buck. Um, every pedal stroke you're push, you're working. Uh, whereas if you go out on a ride and do an hour, you come to junctions, you freewheel, you do loads of stuff, but you do an hour zone two on a turbo and you are doing an hour zone two, whether you like it or not. So um, I do do quite a bit of turbo. And then I really like it when the daylight allows commuting um, my, on my time trial bike, most definitely, because it's about a 30 mile commute so I can get some really good sessions and intervals in incorporating it into my working day um which means that when I come home um I've left work about five o'clock I'm home by about half past six seven o'clock and I've got the rest of the evening to myself um and that's really really nice just for, for sanity purposes more than anything else as well so yeah the look the off season compared to the race season looks quite different in my typical training week um if the people listening kind of want a, a very typical week at the moment, um, Saturday, Sunday is four to five hour rides, super steady, you know, low zone two. Um, I would do, I'd probably have Monday off just to, to get my legs kind of feeling a bit better. I'd go to the gym on Tuesday. Maybe if I had time, I'd do half hour to an hour spin on the turbo in the evening. Um, a more specific, you know, solid turbo hour zone two on Wednesday gym on Thursday and then back to to long miles at the weekend whereas a race season I'm normally I would I would be on the turbo Tuesday Wednesday Thursday um, and then I would do specific training on the TT bike at the weekend so two to three hours getting used to the time trial position it's not a, it's not a comfortable position to be in and the the more used to it you are the more you can as soon as you get down onto those skis you can feel the muscles engage in that position it's a very different position to sitting on a road bike and you kind of lock out a little bit of power when you're sitting down in such a dramatic um aerodynamic position so it's uh yeah that they look quite different but it's it's all it's all, all, all fun still i suppose fantastic and uh we're gonna we're gonna i'll ask you a couple of questions about your, your kit and bike and setup in a minute but um a, a couple more we've mentioned chris it's chris fennel um 
again, phenomenal athlete, isn't he? Really, he's uh, he's had uh, another guy who I remember uh, again when I was racing in in the southeast. I remember the year before, or it might have been the year that Chris really nailed it, and mm-hmm. I remember turning up to one of the grim early season 25s um i can't remember which one it is i I really struggling to remember any of the course names or anything like that or numbers um and i remember being really close to chris and thinking wow that was uh like before chris before we really knew who chris was and and i was like wow maybe i'll catch him this year (laughs) that was the last i saw of him it was incredible how that guy he, he really like that Oh, full credit to him. It's been all of us have been watching his success, much like your, your Emma, yours, Emma. Yeah, it's been really good to see. Um, but obviously, what a lot of the things that we talk about on this uh, on this podcast is making things uh, personal and uh, and and everything like that. So, does your you, you talked about Chris and you have a training scheme and everything and program and, and a plan? Does yours different given that you're a, you're a female athlete to, to Chris, who is obviously male? I would say Chris is a different species altogether. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I mean, we're talking, this man does three hours on the turbo, no music, and just like casually sitting at over 300 watts for three hours. I mean, he's just another level. But he's super focused. Um, obviously, he's a, a, he was a student last year. He's, he's taking a year to really focus on time trialing this year, which is so exciting. Yeah. Um Last winter, we did all of our gym sessions together. Now, clearly, he was going to lift a ridiculous amount more than me, but we were um, we went to the gym and worked out together, and that was really good because we kind of really pushed ourselves, and there was a real team effort involved in that. So when we, we've got, um, you know, the sledge that you push along, um, normally a bit of smooth surface, and you, you put the weights on this, this sledge thing, you kind of push it, turn around and push it back again. Do you kind of know the machinery I'm talking about? Absolutely. Some people call it a tractor, I think, don't they? That, um, yeah. yeah. That's it. So what we would do is, for as an example of kind of like our, our teaminess, or, or not, so to speak, um, whilst one of us was pushing the weights on, that, on the tractor up and down, the other person would be um, in the plank position. Now, if we were feeling nice to each other, we'd push the sledge or the tractor as fast as possible so that the other one didn't have to be in the plank for such a long time but normally I was feeling really mean so I'd pretend to like be really slow at the end of my last rep on the sledge <laughs> so I had to really push it through the plank and then he'd he'd pay me back um, but other times when we know each other were really hurting we'd really hurt ourselves to kind of get to the end of those mini little alternating sessions um but yeah he lives on the turbo absolutely lives on he doesn't have a road bike so his training is predominantly on the turbo um in the summer we go out and train together um he is an awesome wheel to sit on even if it is the most horrifically painful thing you can do mm-hmm. to someone is ask them to sit and try and hold on to chris fennel's wheel on time trial bike because he just i don't know someone's put a, a rocket at him, up him because he, he comfortably sits there and I, i'll often go Chris, too fast too fast slow down slow down and because that defeats the object i guess of being a time trialist um so yeah his is really different especially when now he's he's pretty much taken on the aspect of a full-time athlete um which is it, he's so focused and um he's so knowledgeable you know he's he's a sports scientist after all and he's i i go to him with loads of different questions we'll often um sit at we're, there's a table at the independent peddler and if ever you come back to the uk and and get a chance to go in there please do 
Um, we've got a round table, which um, we call the round table, and it's where kind of all the magic happens when we talk about the team and the cafe. So Chris, Aaron, myself, Craig, and a couple of other cyclist friends will sit round there and and we'll talk about, you know, we'll just discuss so many cool things to do with the time trial scene, bikes, how to go faster, power, training. Um, we tend to go back there after races um, and review kind of the, the course and how we felt and how we think the, the warm-ups went and things like that. So although Chris and I lead very different lives, um, lead very different training schedules, as often as possible, um, we try and get to together um, to be on the same page and to to keep it sociable um, and to get Chris out of his pain cave because he's got it all in there and otherwise he'll never leave, we'll never see him because he'll just forget and just sit on the turbo for 12 hours a day if he could. Wow, that is dedication, isn't it? I mean, to do, I mean, a three-hour session indoors is, is bad enough, but without music or anything is... I know. Yeah, that's but that again though that it that is going to be teaching him some incredible focus and how to push past that boredom, that pain, and that any of the voices in your head that telling you just to stop, which is just what comes hand in hand with riding a time trials, isn't it? It really yeah. is. It's I remember it very fondly. You get there's always a point in no matter what distance you do where that little voice is like very loud in your head saying, Why are you doing this? Absolutely. <laughs> Pretty much from about minute three to right to the end. It's like, really am I doing this? And you know, you just get to the end and you you I tend to cry because it, it, I've pushed myself so hard. Chris looks like an absolute mess. I mean, he's got snot all over snot, him. Where he's yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, it's just everywhere. And then we both get off the bike. You know, we've cooled down and we're back in our kit. And we're like, oh, yeah, that, that was cool. That was awesome. And you just think, hang on a minute. You know, no longer than 15 minutes ago, I was absolutely hating life. And now yeah. I'm like, oh, this is the best thing ever. This is why we do it. It's so cool. It's just, I mean, we fool ourselves every time to get back on that bike and put ourselves in that through that pain barrier but you know that's the fun in it isn't it that's we can all be crazy together absolutely <laughs> i always say to my athletes that uh ride time trials that i want to see a picture of them at the end with their face covered in in some form of fluid like be that sort of spit or snot yeah. or anything like that because if they've not got that down their face they haven't gone hard enough <laughs> it's funny yeah you're absolutely right and you know what i used to get to the end of races and craig would um there was one race I did for the emergency services. I did the, the national um, emergency services time trial and I got to the end of the 25 and I had, I'd, I'd PB, this was a couple of years ago now, I'd PB'd on power and I had emptied the tank quite literally. And I, I went over the finish line and there was a grass verge and I quite literally collapsed with the bike still attached to me on this grass verge and just cried. The um, Craig was there at the finish line and the, um, some of the, the timekeepers started to get up and walk over to me to see if I was okay. And Craig was like, no, no, she's fine. She's fine. It's a good sign. It's a good sign. <laughs> and if I wasn't crying, he'd be like, you okay? Why aren't you crying? You know, you, have you gone hard enough? Um, so it's funny how, yeah, we, um, we push ourselves to that absolute limit, don't we? And we just, there's just nothing left. And that's the whole thing about a time trial is that you are on that very edge 
of that bit of the limit of no matter what distance it is you put yourself there and then hold it for that whole time. <laughs> um, and yes and another huge part of uh, uh, time trial is obviously uh, bikes kit and setup so uh, I presume you've done quite a lot of work in testing out uh, uh, position or skin suits and helmets and everything why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, maybe some revelations that you've had in that area yeah oh yeah okay so we're going to get nerdy brilliant my favorite part um so i've been time trialing obviously um for a few years now i was i was really lucky that jonathan parker kind of took me under his wing at the beginning of this of my journey um and actually um I got my first national title, um, which was the closed circuit national champs. It was a, a title previously held by Dame Sarah Story. She's the Paralympic gold medalist, um, gone to all the Paralympics over the last, you know, eight, 12 years or so. Um, and two weeks before that, I'd gone aero testing with aero coach Xavier Disley. And we'd gone round a, um, a velodrome to to test different helmets different positions and things like that so from my first aero testing I had got um, a national title from it um and funny you should say that Chris and I had have now been aero testing again this week in the um much more advanced um Boardman wind tunnel which is just a nerd's dream place to be I mean it's just it's so cool and and the way aero coach run it is that they they really tell you what they're looking at and how it how your drag is reduced by sitting in a certain way and how the air hits you and the you know um the trip suits and why a particular design is better than stripes and and you know the why it's really important to hold your head in a certain position hold your hands in a safe and certain position so um we've done a bit of aero testing which is really exciting we are um sponsored uh, one of our main sponsors this year is no pins now they've got probably some of the best fastest time trial skin suits road race skin suits but that you know the kit out there they're they're supporting team independent peddler all the way up to i'm sure team ineos or something along those lines so um we're really lucky to be on some of the fastest skin suits that i think you you'll find around um we're racing giant trinity time trial bikes they're obviously custom painted for team independent peddler colors um aaron's really strives for the team to be unique um and to look pretty awesome he he always goes by the ethos of if, if you look cool your legs feel faster um and i definitely think that's slightly true helmet wise we've just we're all quite happy in our helmets i ride the um the gyro i think see this is where i i fall victim to being useless um and craig doing a lot of it for me um asked me to change a tire on a bike i probably could but much more than that and i'm not very good i kind of just leave him to fix the bike if i fiddle too much i'd probably break something or put something on upside down or back to front so i'm on the gyro is it air attack or air ahead or something like that with the vents uh which was a pretty cool i really like it it's, it's a comfy helmet to ride in we're on head jet black wheels and disc wheels but they are custom uh, they've got custom sticker designs which really makes us stick out from the from the crowd and they are a beautiful beautiful design so that's kind of all down to Aaron yeah it's and there's some really cool stuff I mean you can ask it's probably best to ask Chris he definitely know a lot more about the actual setup and the more scientific and mechanical stuff than I would 
Well, we will endeavour to get uh, Mr. Fennell on uh, the podcast for sure. Um, but obviously, um, really enjoying talking to you uh, for, for right now. Um, it, it, the, the, I've got to say, uh, you you lot do you do look amazing. I've seen that the the disc wheel as well, in particular stickers that you've got on that. When you see that, it really is. Uh, yes. A lot of work, so yeah, big, uh, big, well done to Aaron, uh, Team Independent Peddler, for putting all that together because that's uh, that's some support as well, isn't it? Because that's probably cost a, a, a fair amount of uh, of money to put in there. So um, yeah, that is that's great. Um, uh, Emma, so what what are you what are you doing this year? What's your your main targets? Um, well, less racing, but more focus on the national events. So um, because I'm really I'm absolutely loving my job, um, Craig and I have been in our home for two years and, I've, you know, my family are really important to me. I've, I, you know, I want to balance everything um, and ensure that I can enjoy all aspects of my life. So um, I'm doing less racing, but I'm focusing on the national events um, to ensure I hit them focused, not overworked kind of peaking as much as possible um for the right events at the right time of year so we're looking at doing the national cycling time trial events so you the open circuits the 10 25 50 i might go crazy and do the 100 i mean i would i will only do one in this year and if it is i might as well do the big one so if i'm going to do a 100 mile time trial i will only do it at the nationals um and then the british national championships as well um that's that's it i've i've to get the balance right that's the kind of the idea is do less racing and and really hit the 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 right ones in the right way fantastic it sounds a lot like your how you've built your training as well a lot less uh of the um i don't want to say junk but a lot less uh in terms of volume but a, a lot more quality and specificity so um we will look uh look forward to seeing just how well you do again this year but let's just wrap up with a, a couple uh, uh last things for our listeners um what advice have you got for uh any of them any of the listeners uh targeting uh short distance time trials um Definitely um, invest in a good skin suit. I don't believe so much that you can buy what's, but um, actually having a good quality skin suit is probably one of the best things that you can purchase. Um, yes, it might be a, a relatively big outlay, um, but it is totally worthwhile because it, it can save you a huge amount. And, and work on being a, in a position where you feel comfortable Um comfort over aerodynamics can normally produce more power so that's really really important um and as you kind of alluded to before being on the getting on the turbo and kind of pushing through that boredom and your your brain telling you you know six thousand things at once the really important thing when you're on time trial is to solely focus on the job at hand the job at hand is to get from a to b as fast as you possibly can not thinking about what you're going to do for dinner tonight or what protein shake you're going to have at the end or what chocolates you're going to treat yourself to if you've finished which sometimes does go through my mind when I'm you know on a 50 or a 25 um but actually if you're on the turbo and you're so used to just being in that position and focusing on the numbers and focusing on the end goal you know really visualizing it whilst you're on that turbo or getting up at five in the morning and and reminding yourself why you're doing it um I have one a motivational um youtube video i'm, I'm really sorry I'll, I'll send it i'll send you the link afterwards but it's a a really good one that i kind of when i was getting close to the british national champs and i was really really hoping to podium 
um, I would listen to this motivational video and it was pretty much about, you know, being the best you can be and, and, you know, this is your moment, this is your time. And it was super motivating. So find something that, you know, that, that really motivates you and, and keep that as your focus whilst you're tiring away in the dark or on the turbo or commuting to and from and sitting in that uncomfortable position because it, it, you work hard and, and the goals come to you. Excellent advice. And uh, listeners, it's time for uh, a challenge. So, uh, Emma, we uh, we like to challenge our listeners and uh, they can either go away and uh, have a go on their own, uh, much like we do in time trial, or we can, uh, or they can join our Spokes Performance Training Advice Facebook group. And uh, every week we have a, uh, a little challenge that uh, lovely Claire, one of our Spokes stars, um, puts on that uh, is, uh, is uh, created or thought of by, uh, by the podcast guest of the week. So um, have you had time to have a look or have think about what challenge they could do? Yes. Now, it's a... Um... It's a turbo session um, that actually Chris uses um, and Chris suggested I use. Um, it's a really, really good one, um, but it blooming well hurts. So good luck. <laughs> um, so obviously after a warm up, it's it's a pyramid TTC session. Um, so you do eight minutes at your 50 mile time trial power, um, two minutes rest, four minutes at your 25 mile time trial power, two minutes rest, two minutes at your 10 mile time trial power two minutes rest, one minute as if it's the last mile of your TT, all out, and then you go back down, two minutes rest, two minutes at your 10-mile time trial power, two minutes rest, four minutes at your 25 power, two minutes, and then eight minutes at your 50. Believe you me, the second half hurts. I would say that even though it's less power, the eight minutes are the ones that are harder, but those are the ones that you you know, you really focus, and that's where you really push and, and find your limit. Absolutely. And that's where the magic happens as well. It doesn't, uh, you don't get good from sitting in the comfort zone, do you? You no, have to push your boundaries. It's not um, <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, that's going to be a tough session. Uh, I can tell you that is going to be tough. And I look forward to uh, hopefully seeing a lot of uh, our listeners posting how well they do into our Facebook group. Um, Emma, it's been absolutely uh, incredible and amazing to have you on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed it. It was terrifying, but awesome at the same time. Just like a a time trial. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And listeners, thank you so much for for listening. It's uh, it's always great to hear from you. So if if you're enjoying uh, Bespoke, if you've got some suggestions, maybe a guest that you'd like to see on, uh, feel free to either reach out in the in the comments section depending on what podcast platform you are listening on or or simply just within our spokes performance training advice facebook group uh definitely don't forget to, to subscribe or share with your friends and uh and we'll be back and uh, and no doubt we'll be uh, we'll be keeping an eye on just how well emma does this year so thank you everybody my name is pav brian i'm performance director and co-founder here at spokes and you've been listening to be spoked